1: I just play Doctor online. And uh, we, let's see, this is the show that's airing on, well, I date the show as being uh, August 10th, even though I'm recording it on August 9th, but that's the August 10th, Saturday, is when it will be played on Z Talk Radio. Hey, incidentally, if you got nothing better to do on a Saturday night, and who does, at 11 p.m. Central, you figure it out whatever part of the world you're in from there, uh, just go on over to ztalkradio.com go to the uh, the listen and chat uh, page and uh, you can listen in and chat from there uh, it's it's fine it's usually just me and Trisha are <laughs> the only two there because I guess chat rooms just aren't quite what they used to be but uh, nevertheless uh, if you have got nothing to do head on over Talk Radio I'll, I'll be there you can tell me where I'm wrong it's you can and you can praise me for being great. <laughs> no, you wouldn't want to do that. Nevertheless, I'm going to do my show now. Uh, it, since it is August 10th, uh, it is past the second Thursday of the month, which means that there was the Minnesota Skeptics Meetup, which is every second Thursday of each month. Which is there's only one second Thursday each month, but you know every second Thursday. Of the calendar year, <laughs> you know, okay, of the month, um, the, uh, the the Minnesota skeptics get together at a a, a bar slash restaurant called the Black Forest Inn in Minneapolis. Uh, we've been doing that for a couple of years now, down at the at that location. Uh, the gathering begins at about five o'clock and it runs until eleven or twelve or somewhere in there, and and, um, and we're generally a nice bunch of people. Uh, I think, and uh, and it's, so if you're skeptical or curious about skepticism and you're living in the Twin Cities area, why not come on by on the second Thursday of each month at the Black Forest Inn. Give us a shot. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. Don't cost nothing. Well, unless you want to buy some beer or you know, food, but I mean it, you, know, you can just come and sit at the table with us. But uh, um, this last meetup, the most recent meetup, it was a very special meetup. Um, it was the meetup in which Blossom lost her virginity. No, that's a '90s sitcom. Sorry. Uh, no, uh, it was. Um, uh, we uh, we are we going to be famous? Eh, maybe not. But uh, the local public television station, uh, TPT Two, is what they call themselves. TPT, and I think that stands for Twin Cities Public Television. I think that's what the TPT stands for. Um, a producer who works for that, that station uh, contacted one of the elders of the Minnesota Skeptics, uh, Travis. He's, uh, he's one of the organizer guys. Craig's the other organizer guy. Um, he, he got a hold of Travis and said that they were doing a series of uh, um, stories about meetup groups and social groups and such in, in Minnesota, uh, in, in the Twin Cities, probably in particular. That for who people gather together, like-minded people for whatever the reason it is. You know, there's a they said they were going to be profiling a a choir type uh, get together. I I whatever, but uh, nevertheless, how many times have I said nevertheless today? Uh, You know, sometimes you get a word stuck in your head and you just keep saying it. And so I'm going to try. That's going to be the last time I say this, uh, say that phrase on the show, that term or whatever it is. Uh, so um, they contacted the Minnesota Skeptics. They said, "Would you mind? We'll come on by for your meetups. We'll bring cameras. We'll take some take some videotape, <laughs> and uh, uh, you yeah, know, do a little profile about you guys." And uh, Travis said, "That's cool." And the rest of us thought that was cool. And uh, so it ended up being this last Thursday that they they came in. Now, it, normally. Uh, the last couple of months, I was able to get there a little earlier than I usually do. Usually, I'm there between eh, closer to six, but I was able to leave work a half hour early and just go right to the meetup from work. So um, that um, I got there, it wasn't quite 5:30, and I walk in and there's nobody there. I mean, well, there were four people, four skeptics there. One of them did not want to be in on the videotaping. Uh, uh, you know, I shouldn't say videotape, but you know, you know what I mean. Didn't want to be in on it. Uh, but the other, the other three were fine. Uh, I was fine with it. But we were not. It was none of the elders were there. Craig wasn't going to be there for a while. Travis hadn't gotten there yet, which okay. And and so we're we're kind of hanging in the bar, where in the section that they're going to see us. Uh, which normally we sit in summer months. We sit outside on the patio, but I'm sure the uh, the the. Video people uh, thought you know it'd be better to be indoors. So they can control the lighting. If they can minimize the traffic sounds and and it would be in an area where there wouldn't be any other people uh, in there. So that's how they set it up. And okay, and I went up and talked to the producer and interviewer, a fellow named uh, Ryan, and I said, "Well, uh, you know what's going on?" And he said, "Well, we're still setting up." And I did see that there were some skeptics over at the bar. So they said, "Well, if you want to just hang, and, but we, you know, we want to get you know, we want to get a shot of you guys walking in, okay?" And and so I went and I sat with the other group, and uh, uh, we, it's it, we, uh, I was think I was desperately hoping Travis would be, would get there by the time they were ready, um, because it was just. It, 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 you need it, it, Travis is a good person to get things started, and uh, if or if Craig could have gotten there, you know he's a good person to get things started. Uh, there are probably a couple other people that are good to get things started, but it, yeah, I think those of us that were that were there, even though I do this little thing here, uh, when I'm in a group, I'm not necessarily the guy that's going to get things started. <laughs> uh, I can start myself here on this thing, but that's because I'm used to talking to myself, uh, and I you know, I'm not in a group of people while I'm talking to myself. Uh, not usually. And um, it's, it, so we felt a little odd about that. And I also felt odd about the idea of uh, of uh, having us walk in as a group. Uh, I understand it for the production purposes of the piece. It might seem better, but that's just not how it happens. Uh, sure, if... Uh, a few people show up together right away. They do walk in together, sure. Or they, if they show up together throughout the evening, they do walk in together. But it's not like it's not like we gather in a in a waiting area and they say, "Okay, it's time, and let's walk on in there." No, it's just people go in. They get to the table. They and and as it's people come in as they get there. It's not that it, it was a little. It was a little contrived. It's just a little thing that. That we, I thought, well, okay, that's that's what you guys want to do. It doesn't really seem right as far as what we do, but hey, hey, what the hell? Well, Travis does show up, and um, uh, and I think we had about at that point we had five or six of us there, and that was a that was surprising. It was a bit of a low turnout at the beginning. Normally, there's there's more by that time, but and this was getting well, let's see it must have been getting close to six or quarter to six somewhere in that range between quarter to six and six, and yeah you know, I mean the producer came over to us as we were sitting at the bar, and he said, uh, well, we're pretty much ready if you guys want to come in and we, we all went, well, um um well, um <laughs> he said, well, if you want to wait until more people get here, said, yeah, why don't we wait, we should at least wait until Travis gets here, so he did, he got there, and then we so we, <laughs> we we go in and i i i it, it it's i'll tell you something i have an admiration for people who can act uh i i couldn't i couldn't act uh i would feel silly i'd be self-conscious it just it just would feel silly to me uh but people who can act people who can uh can put out of their minds the, the, the distractions of a set or a stage and focus on their, on their character and interacting with the other characters and ignoring the, ignoring the audience, although they might feed off the audiences. If, the, if it's a good audience, they might, you know, a little more energy on stage or something might happen. But if they're in a studio and they're filming something and to to forget that the camera's there, to ignore that there's a crew standing there, to to pay no attention to that to that fuzzy t- oblong shaped bulbous thing hanging over your head, a boom mic <laughs> that's that's moving around the table as people are talking. It's just it's it's it's, it's to be able to do that. It takes. Skill takes a lot of work. It takes ability to do it. And I've never felt (laughs) quite so self-conscious at a skeptics meetup as I did last Thursday. And I, I wonder if other people felt that way as well. Because it was just, this is not normal. I, I may have felt that uh, self-conscious, or at least close to it, the first meetup I went to. Because, you know, okay, I'm, I'm walking into a group of people by myself, and I, 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 I think I only know one person here. I've only met uh, one person. I met her once before, and maybe interacted with a couple of these people online I think Craig and you know, interacted with him a little bit online beforehand. Uh, and I, I do believe he was saying, well, why don't you come down to one of the meetups? And I said, oh, I keep meaning to, but... And then I finally did. And then, you know, now I, I, I look forward to that second Thursday of each month. And uh, it, so it, it just it just felt odd. And I couldn't help but comment on it sometimes. And I looked at the producers. Are we supposed to ignore <laughs> that you guys are here? <laughs> and, it, and it was... It, it, it's hard to to be natural right kitty yeah it's hard to be natural isn't it yes it's hard to just start talking see at our skeptic meetups i don't know what they're like at your skeptic meetups but we don't just start talking (laughs) of skepticism not necessarily. It's a sort of a how's it been, which you've been up to, kind of, just kind of warm up. And and you know, we might not do a lot of skeptical talk as it is. It might be more, uh, you know, what's the, you know, the, the uh, 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 like the latest uh, Marvel Comics universe movie has come out, and and there are those of us who are fans of that, and we will talk about that, or we'll talk about uh, TV shows, or we'll talk about just you know maybe some politics will come in but it's not you know somebody went on a trip and they'll show pictures you know it's not necessarily all skepticism although there is stuff there is stuff that happens and 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 I and part of this feeling self-conscious you know uh Travis uh did some he, he did some homework he 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 had his uh, he had his handheld uh computer uh communications device thing um and he had some you know, bullet points on there of stuff to to bring up and you know, to talk about, so he'd he'd look at that and he'd start talking and it'd be well guys, um what things have happened to us For the last month, that might have been uh, something of a skeptical nature. Well, I don't know. Did you have anything happen to you? Why, funny you should ask. I went to uh, see a homeopath. Why did you do that? Well, I heard the person on a podcast, and I thought that it would be... Okay, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) But it felt like that. I felt like at moments I was saying some stuff to just keep the conversation going. I mean, I, I just, just to, 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 I don't know, to flesh something out. And I think others sitting there had that same thing. And it's, it, it's just, that's how it felt. At first, and then you couldn't. You, it was hard to shake the idea that there were these guys watching. There's a one cameraman with a camera on a tripod. There's the producer who's got a handheld camera, one of those things that looks like a old you know, 35 millimeter camera, but it's also, you know, it's a digital thing, so it's also a, a video camera. And so he's moving around, getting, taking video. And then you got the boom mic going back and forth over the tops of your head. And it. I will say though. That as more people came in, and we talked about stuff, we you know we branch into other topics, and you know we because Travis did actually um, hear about a homeopath here in, in in the Twin Cities, heard about her on a on a podcast, and so he and and this podcast called uh, Be Reasonable, I believe is what's called. I've not listened to the podcast, but it is of a skeptical nature, and they had this homeopath on there, and she was giving her worldview and and travis decided to you know visit her and he went in as, as a uh, as a parent and he is he's got two kids and he was talking about well you know we you know talking about you know vaccination which she's apparently against and and all that so it, he was he was doing i don't know i don't know if you'd call it a sting but he was just trying to figure out what she where she's at he didn't let on that he was a skeptic um that may happen uh later but it's if yeah, I think he's going to go s- to th- this person again, and uh, uh, this is not something I do. I, I just I couldn't do that, and I, I, I applaud Travis for having the the, inter- uh, the intestinal fortitude <laughs> to go into a situation like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so okay, um, conversations are now beginning to happen. Uh, more naturally, the way things do uh, at our meetups, and and at, we're we're getting a little bit used to this, these three fellows hovering around us, and they and they're professionals. They do a good job of trying to make us feel comfortable and and, and not seem so obvious. Uh, so they do. They're you know they know what they're doing, but um, yeah, and, and we actually had two new people come in. Uh, a young woman named Zoe and a, fella, a young fellow named uh, 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 Steven. and they're friends. And what they were doing that particular night was they were checking out meetup groups. They went onto the meetup page for uh, uh, Minnesota, and they were looking for you know various groups that are meeting up. And they saw us and another group. They went to one earlier that evening, something about uh, computer tech and web design, that kind of a meetup group think that's what it was. And then they went to come visit the, uh, the skeptics. And um, we welcomed them in and, and, and all that. And he said, you picked a good night to come down because TPT2 is down here doing stuff with us. And when they came in, the individual interviews were beginning to take place. Uh, I'll talk more about the individual in- interviews when I come back from my break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back shortly. <laughs>
0: Be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. It's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. you see the bike we got for Jake. It is the coolest thing.
1: Hearing loss happens gradually with age, making it easy to ignore. Yet most older Americans aren't getting their hearing tested.
0: Dad, can you hear me?
1: Untreated hearing loss can keep your loved ones from enjoying what they cherish most. Don't let that happen. Speak up about hearing loss. You'll be glad you did. Brought to you by the American Speech Language Hearing Association.
0: He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Getting some Z's. Getting some Z's. Getting some, Get some Z's. Wake up! Listen to Z-Talk Radio on Z-Talk Radio. on ZTalkRadio.com. The
1: ball. Everybody's talking, no one says a word. Everybody's making love, no one really cares.
0: There's matches in the bathroom just below the stairs.
1: And welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm talking about the uh, special event of the Minnesota Skeptics Meetup where we had a, um, a camera crew, a production crew, whatever you want to call them, from uh, the local public television station that uh, wanted to do a segment on the Minnesota Skeptics uh, as part of a series of segments about meetup groups throughout minnesota or at least throughout the twin cities and okay so um the process was going along we're having our meetup the the ryan tells us okay guys we're going to take a bit of a break but we're not going anywhere uh we'll start up again in a few minutes and they they had something to eat i think it was and then you know we just kept our evening going and then they got started up again and then again there was a you know the cameras floating around and and taking a look at us, uh, and then at some point uh, they they said, "Okay, now we want to do individual interviews with uh, with those of you who would like to be interviewed." So you know, who wants to who wants to do that? And a few hands went up. <laughs> of course, mine did. And uh, uh, so uh, Travis went first, and uh, Craig had gotten there by that time. Uh, Craig uh, joined in. Uh, he, I think it was the second interview, and then it was Joel. Uh, um, then I did it, and then Beth, uh, and well, then then the star of the of the night. While the interviews are going on, uh, Tim, uh, one of the longtime Minnesota Skeptics uh, meetup members, um, and a friend of mine. I, uh, you know, he and he and Craig and I are, you know. Uh, are, I mean I consider these people friends the the Minnesota Skeptics and the, the regulars I, I do but uh, Craig and Tim and I are, are, are you know uh, more friends kind of like you know beyond just the meetups although lately pretty much the meetups are the only time we can actually meet up with each other because well think life happens and you you get busy and you know. so so I look forward to those just not only to see everybody else but to see Tim and, and Craig. And you know, and the three of us sort of keep in contact throughout the week anyway. Most times, uh, Craig and I especially do, uh, but with Tim as well. But anyway, but Tim is this is this um, uh, very friendly, very outgoing, uh, very funny, uh, a bit profane <laughs> a fellow, and he has a voice that projects. He can boom. Uh, he can. He he talks to the back row. It's just, that's how he is. I, I There was one time at one of the meetups, uh, Tim and I were sitting next to each other on um, one side of the table. Travis is sitting on the other side of the table, and he said, because apparently I can get a bit muttery. <laughs> and especially when I when I do my my mutters, uh, a lot of times they're little jokes that I just kind of say off to the side like that. <laughs> I do that, I don't know why and, uh, and so sometimes uh, people have me repeat things and, and so I'm, I'm, I'm learning that when I'm in the in, in, when I do this, when I do this show it's different because i got the microphone here and I'm talking to it and I know I need to speak a certain way uh, but when I get in informal situations but well not that this is a formal thing but you know what I mean in a group I have to remember speak up you know, project, be a little bit more like Tim. So when we were sitting there, both Tim and I talking to Travis, he said, okay, guys, I got the quiet talker, and I got the loud talker, so let's try to... <laughs> and uh, So, okay, so I've learned to try to bring up the volume a, a bit, and to be more clear, so that I'm not... You know, people aren't re- asking me, what? <laughs> so, I, I'm trying. But with Tim, you don't have to do that. You know what he said. So he comes in, the interviews are taking place, and we tell Tim, okay, now, what, what Ryan, the producer, told us as a group is, okay, we want you guys to keep having your conversations. Keep having, but try to just keep the volume down a bit. Don't try not to get too much, don't want it to interfere too much with the, with the interview, but we do want, you know, we want that little bit of ambience. I don't think he said it this much, but I, they wanted it, I, I suppose, a little bit of ambient sound of, the, of a group of people talking in the background. And uh, so when Tim came in, we're all saying, to "Those of us who knew him, all right, Tim, you got to keep the voice down. Because <laughs> you know you can talk, but you, you got to keep it down." Uh, you know, and he did. He did. He did just fine. <laughs> and and so uh, it got to a point where where Ryan was asking anybody else, "Want to come up?" And he saw that Tim had come in, and he says, "Do you want to?" And Tim says, "Sure." <laughs> so. They, they they get them up there and they and what they would do and I thought this was smart because uh, these guys are again they're professionals they know what they're doing uh, they would they would change the setup they would just have us sit standing actually standing just a, just a few feet away from the table where everybody else is having their conversation and for the most part they would be behind us but they would they would turn it a little bit uh, and when tim got up there they actually turned all the way around so that tim was actually facing the group with the camera crew in front of him with the group with the group behind them so just to give it a different look in the background and just just to ma- not make everything so static i imagine so just to give it a little more visual variety so they turn they get tim turned around well before i get to his star uh, moment uh, the two new people that came in after Tim was done being interviewed, uh, Ryan came over. To the, he says, "You guys are new. You guys are new here. You want to? Do you want to you, you talk?" And Stephen said, "Sure." So they brought him up, and they had they gave him a little, you know, little talk. And oh, and I might as well before again before I get to the Tim thing, I'm making a way for this. Uh, when they would have us come up and talk, when they had you know, they would ask, you know, Ryan would ask questions like, uh, you know, what is it to be a skeptic? Uh, what is it about these meetups that is important to you uh, you know questions like that and and I can't you know it's I can't remember <laughs> pretty much all of them uh, because it's just it's just I don't know I just it's weird because you find yourself on the spot and you're trying to you know, to perform as it were the way you know he says okay i'll ask you a question they're not you know the when they when they produce it the viewer is not going to hear the question being asked by the by by ryan uh but so what we want you to incorporate the question somewhat into your answer so but he was sure to coach us you know to coach me if i just start answering the question because that's naturally what you do somebody asks you a question about when did you start coming to the meetups. Uh, and you just you just say, Oh, it was uh, you know, March, whatever it was. No, they want to say you kinda have the you know, Oh, I started coming to the meetups uh, back in nineteen whatever, you know. Uh back in 19, eighteen twenty or whenever I did. And um so there was a couple moments like that where you said, Oh, oh get the question in there and I was Oh okay, okay. <laughs> uh and they did a what he called a lightning round, which is uh he just give up uh he just list off topics. Uh, that could be, you know, something that would be, of, you know, that could be subject to uh, skepticism or belief, both usually. But uh, they would say, you know, wh- are you a skeptical, are you a skeptic of this, or are you a believer of it? And so, and we could have, we could have, and I felt an urge, knowing that I'm a pedant, I felt the urge to maybe say, you know. It's, it's a little more nuanced than just straight-up skeptic or sca- straight-up believer. I mean, there's there's a little gray area in there, but, but no, no. For convenience, let's just play along. Uh, okay, so they would say stuff like Bigfoot, and your response would either be skeptic or believer, and we'd say skeptic. Uh, you know, ancient, a- ancient alien visitation, uh, skeptic. Uh, vaccination, believer. Uh, astronomy, believer. You know, that kind of thing. Climate change, believer. And it just so they do that round, and he'd have, he, I think he'd vary him up so they wasn't asking the same set to each person. So, okay, Tim comes in. And they they ask him, "You want to interview?" He says, "Sure." Now, and we so Tim gets over there, and we're telling the uh, the audio guy, we're saying, "You're going to want to pipe it down a little bit, or whatever the term is. You're going to want to bring it because he's you're definitely going to be able to hear him." And so we, you know, forewarned is forearmed, right? And so uh, uh, Tim's talking up there. And I could, I didn't hear Travis when he was being interviewed. I heard a little bit of Craig, not much. I didn't hear Joel, uh, maybe a little. I heard a little bit of Beth. Didn't hear Stephen at all. Uh, But we heard Tim. (laughs) And because. I, as I said, he projects, and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna censor this. So this is one of the things we heard Tim say. Uh, uh, Craig had written down the quote, so I I, I copied it from him. <clears throat> we're we're having a little bit of a chat. We're trying to keep the volume down at our table. We can hear Tim talking back there, and we we hear him say. Skeptic, so let me start again. <clears throat> Skeptic doesn't mean Bigfoot isn't real, but Bigfoot isn't fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> Tim wins. <laughs> I don't know if they'll use that, but the table that we're all sitting at, that the bunch of us, we just cracked up. <laughs> Couldn't help it. <laughs> that's I mean, that's a variation of uh, what that Giorgio Suclose so guy that's saying, I'm not saying it's aliens but it's aliens, you know, that thing. I, did he actually say that? I, I, I know it's a meme. I never watched the ancient alien shows, because why? It's just, you know, it's just silliness. So that's, sometime in December or January, they'll they'll put this out. And uh, what I believe they do is, they, they call it the Minnesota Originals. It's a series that they do, and they're short films, uh, five minutes, eight minutes long. Something like that, and he said that's. So I, I I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that they'll have a a five minute or so segment on the Minnesota Skeptics, or maybe they'll have a like a two or three groups in there. I don't, I don't know how they're going to cut it, but uh, I'll keep you posted uh, for when it happens. And uh, it, <laughs> but it was a very special meetup. Uh, Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, Should I? Hmm. It seems like I'll be going to my break so much quicker if I go right now. Oh, why not? Why not? Then I'll have even more time at the end of the show to talk about some, well, it's going to be a little unpleasant. Because it's going to be about (coughs) a certain someone. An orange fellow. Just warning you. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ZtalkRadio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Yeah, some Orange Man talk after the break.
0: I can not hold you down. If you want You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers and you're listening to Z Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Doctor Dimfit Simmons. Let's pause a little moment here before I before I get into this.
0: <clears throat>
1: uh, I shared a, a an editorial cartoon on my Facebook page uh, this past week. I shared it. Uh, Four reasons that I thought it was a, uh, an excellent editorial cartoon for a couple reasons. One would be the artistic merits of it, uh, it, it the, the skill, the execution, and the ability of the artist to get their point across in what they were depicting. I thought it did a top-notch job. I don't know what the name of the artist was. I don't know. Um, they just did their initials in the bottom, and I I don't I can't even remember it. I will post it the image on uh, the show notes page, which you can get to by going to dimland.com, click on the blog option, and you'll find the show notes. So I'll have that image there, and you can take a look at it and judge it for yourself. Um, I happen to agree uh, for the most part with what the message is, um, and and so so what I saw. Or what the image is, is it shows President Trump, you know, wearing his suit, you know, his typical suit. It's a black and white uh, ink drawing. He's sitting on the floor with his legs crossed. The way his body is depicted, his especially his legs, the way they're done, put me in the mind of it's of a a toddler. He's a man child, which I I agree with that assessment. I just do. I. You know, I know there may be people out there who listen to me that like the president, and I, I, I don't care for him. I don't think he's qualified for office. If you think I'm wrong, you think I'm wrong. That's fine. Um, he's he's got the small hands, which I want to be fair to the guy. Uh, I don't think he has small hands. I think. It, he has it's the perception that his hands are small because if you take a look at them his he has wide hands they so his fingers seem a little shorter than the width of his hand would suggest so you know he's got wide hands not necessarily small ones yeah yeah it's a, but but it's become a signature uh it's become the caricature signature for uh, editorial cartoons for drawing the presidents, you draw him with small hands. I've done it. <laughs> uh, so, um, and it, but his face is wonderfully executed. I mean, it looks like him, and it's got the smug, that smug look that he can get. And, uh, um, you know, somebody who might be a supporter of his uh, would say that would be a look of confidence. Hm, okay. I think he looks smug. Uh, so he's, he's sitting on the floor, legs are crossed. He's got in his hands a, uh, a, a wind up doll, you know, with one of those little key things on the back that you twist and, you know, you wind it up and it walks along. And he's surrounded by wind up dolls. Uh, the doll he has in his hand is uh, dressed as a Klansman, you know, as in the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, you know the white robes, the hood. He's got that in his hands. He is surrounded by other dolls that are walking along. Most of them are clansmen. There are a couple uh, of uh, of uh, gun nuts. You uh, with, with the what looks like be the depiction of an AK-47. Some guy, you know, one's got an AK-47 in one hand and a couple clips. Is that the right word? <laughs> in his other hand. I think they're clips. I think the magazine was is within the, the, whichever it is. I forgot. I know the magazine and the clip are different, but he's got whatever that is, <laughs> the extra bullets, <laughs> the little thing that holds the extra bullets. He's got a couple of those in on the hand. And then there's a, then there's a, uh, there's at least two of these dolls that are um, are carrying tiki torches. You know those this, the the Charlottesville guys. You know the Jews shall not replace us. You know those fine people on both sides. Remember. Uh, that's what it's showing and I, I, I shared it I thought it was really good I, you know, I have a good friend who is a supporter of Trump I've got other Facebook friends who are supporters of Trump one's a woman one's a Native American uh, the one that's a the good friend of mine is just some average middle-aged white dude and uh, okay it's, it's I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it I don't understand it uh, I, I must admit that much of my objection to him is more of an emotional thing. Uh, I don't think he, he, he does not project presidential material. He does not appear presidential. Let's look at the most recent thing. He's gone to, uh, to visit with uh, victims and uh, first responders, police, fire department uh, folks. That uh, in the two parts of the country that just had the most recent mass shootings, um, uh, El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio. And there are pictures of him. Uh, There's one where he's looking directly at the camera. He and his, his wife are looking directly at the camera with great big, well, I don't want to oversell it, but they're grinning practically ear to ear. You know, and there's a, there's they're around this little girl who had been injured or wounded during these one of these shootings, and that's not the look you should have on your face in such a situation. The little girl looks uncomfortable, but she's a kid. You know, they're going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> and 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 then there's another picture where you're seeing him from the side, and he's looking off at at the camera that's uh, in front of him, and he's surrounded by adults. Who are also uh, victims of this, you know, surviving victims of this uh, of these attacks. And again, he's got this big g- smile on his face, and it's like this is no, this is not th- that's not what you do as president. It's, it's this is not a can- hitting the campaign trail and kissing babies. You are visiting people who were shot at because they just happen to be somewhere when I posted the the uh, cartoon I got some pushback from a couple Facebook friends and one in particular the one that uh, I've known since high school uh, she found it very upsetting, and she, you know, and she thought that it was uh, it was my response to these latest shooting events. And honestly, it wasn't. I barely even knew about the shootings because I don't. I, I I almost purposely I I do purposely not watch news over the weekend, and so something big happens. I don't necessarily find out about it until the next week. Oh, you know, I might have, I think I might have heard something before the weekend was over uh, about it, but I, I pretty much started to learn about it the following Monday as I watched the morning news or look in on it. And it's just, you want to have a happier, less stressful life? Don't watch the news. <laughs> And and, I, and now I'm not going to go. I, I I might at a in a future show when I have a chance to prepare the the talk about the mass shootings and and that kind of thing. But I want to make sure I do it right. So I don't come off sounding like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, he's gotten some grief for trying to. What he was trying to do was to put these things in perspective. You are far. More, you are much more risk of dying in a car crash than you are of being shot. Killed at some in some mass shooting event, and then there's what is a mass shooting? You know what what what, there what constitutes that? There's stuff to dig into there. I might try that, but I I'm gonna need to uh, uh, read a lot more, (laughs) prepare myself a lot more for it. But I was not posting that editorial cartoon because of the shooting events, and. I don't know. It. It. I. I must say that uh, uh, my Facebook friends, uh, you know, they. It, some of them just came up to my defense. They just. They engaged with the couple of people that had problems with with my posting that, uh, and they got right into it with them, and I didn't have to do anything. But the the friend from high school was telling me I should be ashamed of myself, and I thought, no. No, I shouldn't. I mean, if not now, if not after such an event to post something like that, when? And, you know, and even though that wasn't my intent, but when? When do you do it? You're not, you know, what, what did you post on Facebook after a mass shooting with, uh, you know, when Barack Obama was president? Because they were happening then. What did you post? Did you post about how, watch out, Obama's going to come take our guns? Well, he didn't. Did he? He had eight years, and he didn't take the guns. I, you know, these mass shootings, the climate that the country's in right now, it's a lot more complex than just Trump. Uh, But, I watched the conversation taking place. Uh, One of the things that... uh, my Facebook friend, said to me that I needed God in my life. She knows I'm an atheist. And I, my initial want in response to that was to say, you know, I don't know this for certain right now, but uh, I would not be the least bit surprised if the shooters involved in the mass shootings had God in their life. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, It's possible they didn't, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. And then and then but then I thought,, oh, you know, you know who else had God in their lives? Nineteen hijackers on 9/11. They had God in their lives. But I didn't want to go that route. Um, when I fashioned a response, uh, I, I decided to not take that tack. Uh, so this is what I ended up writing in, in a response. Uh, to this. I did not like as I said, my, my I had other Facebook friends that came in there and were making arguments that I might have made or might not have made and putting in posts and got in you know it got back and forth for a little bit. But my response was this. I honestly did not share this as a response to the most recent mass shootings. I don't know if the cartoon was done as a response to those shootings. I shared it for two reasons. One, I happen to agree, at least in part, that President Trump is presiding over a climate that is encouraging, intentionally or not, the worst of us to act out. He may not be creating those who are acting so hatefully and heinously, but he is winding them up, as is shown in the cartoon. Two. I think it is a damn good editorial cartoon, both in its artistic skill and ability to make its point. Is Trump to blame for the climate we find our country in of late? Is it the media? Is it the left? Is it the right? I don't know. It's probably a combination of all those factors. And as far as needing God in my life, I'll pass. That's how I decided to end that part. It's all. Everything is always more complex than the us versus them mindset wants to make it. Uh, But I just, you know, I don't, I don't see him, uh, our president, being very presidential. Uh, I speaking of presidential. uh, Let me do one of these.
0: And now, it's time for a Dimland Radio Pedantic Moment. Yeah, this ought to be good.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see. It's an old one, and it involves one of my, you know, one of my influencers of my, on my life, David Letterman. When uh, President George W. Bush was in office, uh, David Letterman took uh, great joy at um, at uh, taking the piss out of the president, and he had this segment, very regular segment, on his show called "Great Moments in Presidential Speeches." Now the pedantry involved here is that what they would do most of the time is they would they would have a little opening for it, and they'd play the "Hail to the Chief" song, and then they'd have uh, a couple examples of previous presidents in great moments in their speeches. Ask not what your country can do for you. you know, all, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. They would play those little snippets. And then they would play a clip that most of the time was President Bush... Speaking off the cuff and losing his train of thought, or or tripping over something, in his in talking, he just flub something. He was not speaking from a speech, so they were comparing W to you know in his uh, verbal gaffes to uh, previous presidents' speeches, actual speeches. The, now. Most of them are are of W. He's he's at a podium. He's talking to press. It's like a press conference kind of thing. I'm sure he's made a a prepared statement, read that, and then he takes questions. So he would fumble for answers and that. You know who was really good, though? You know who Because here, before I do that, um, so W got a lot of grief for not being great off teleprompter. President Obama, if you recall, also got some grief by not being great off teleprompter. You know who was great off teleprompter? Bill Clinton, I. Bill Clinton was almost always on his game. Whether he was reading a prepared speech or whether he was just talking, with maybe some ideas of what he wants to say, you know, beforehand, some ideas of what the questions are going to be, but he would. He was great at that. He, you know, say what you want about him. He was a great speechmaker. He was great. He was able to do the pause. The moment where he, he'd be asked a question, and he would pause before giving the answer. And he'd have that you know, like that look in his face like, I'm considering your question. I'm considering my answer. Here's my answer. W, on the other hand, would also have a pause. I would see this in the, uh, at least one of the debates that I watched him do. He's asked a question. He pauses. And he pauses a little more, and then he answers. And in that pause, that seemed to go longer than Bill's, he looked like he was trapped. <laughs> and I found myself, in this particular debate, I can't remember which one it was, but it was I think it was for his re-election campaign debate against whoever that he was re-elected against. Okay, John Kerry, was that? Um, I, I found myself saying, SAY SOMETHING! Because <laughs> it took so long. But okay, so Bill Clinton was great. Remember, Obama was not great off of tele uh, off of teleprompter. Or at least it was suggested that he was he you know, was good on teleprompter, but not, not so great after it. You. But here's here's where the our current president turns this on its head. Not that he's great off the cuff. He's he's not. He's but he's better. He's terrible in 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 not all the time but he's he just does not seem right off teleprompter he just it's just uh, his response to the 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 shootings it's just he does he's he's the one politician who does not sound right speaking on teleprompter when he speaks off the cuff he doesn't sound much better but he sounds better that's that's a strange that's strange. Uh, at least, at least that's my uh, looking at it. Oh boy, how much time have I got left? The show. Uh, three cool things. Let's see if I can cram those in. Other than, of course, uh, the Minnesota Skeptics Meetup in itself is a cool thing. But having a a film crew come down, or video crew, or digital crew, or whatever we call it, um, come down and and uh, and uh, and make something of us. <laughs> we'll see what they do. <laughs> Hopefully, we come off okay. <laughs> One one of us noticed that uh, um, we were a lot of us were wearing all black, (laughs) or at least black shirts. So when we're being interviewed, we're wearing a black shirt. (laughs) Wonder how we. It was wondered how we came off. But anyway, um, we'll see. Uh, Cool thing number one. Let's see what I got here. Uh, The twins who are not going to win the American League Central. You can underline that for me right now. They are in the process of losing the lead in the AJL Central to the Cleveland Indians. As I speak, they are in the process. They're in a four-game series. They're going to lose all four games. I know I'm a pessimist, and my rational mind turns off when I talk about sports, especially the Twins and the Vikings. But it's just the wheels are coming off. The wheels are coming off. I hope I'm wrong. But anyway, they turned a triple play this past week in a loss against, uh, I forget, uh, the Atlanta Braves. And that was the second triple play they've turned this season. And that's, that's, you know, doing one in a season is astounding. But two? That's cool. Triple plays are cool. I'll, uh, I'll link to the video so you can see what a triple play looks like. Uh, the second cool thing I got for you, uh, I'll also link to this on the show notes page, is uh, I stumbled across a video of the replacements it's a Minneapolis band from the from the 80s and early 90s um that uh is really you know critically very acclaimed it just never got really popular but so many bands today point back to the replacements of being an, an influence on them uh there's a from 1986 there's a soundcheck video where they're playing some songs uh at uh, uh Maxwell's uh some club called Maxwell's in New Jersey uh, back in 1986, I think I said that, and that's that's pretty cool. And the cool thing number three, at it's a thing, it's a cool thing to keep me humble. Uh, at the meetup, uh, one of the uh, regular attendees hasn't been there for a while, but usually pretty regular. Uh, we were talking about my me having this show, this podcast thing, and he said to me. <laughs> He said, uh, uh, I have been not listening to your podcast since November 2017. <laughs> See, he's been collecting them. He just hasn't been listening to them. Hey, download. Download on. You don't have to listen. <laughs> but keeping me humble, I suppose that that's kind of cool. And I hope you've had at least three cool things happen to you this week.
0: Good night, Dr. Good night, Frau Blucher.
1: An end of another show has descended upon me and you if you're listening uh this has been Dimland radio on z talk radio network at the z i'm your host jim dr dimford simmons uh reminding you to do, be skeptical and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence and you should also sleep with the lights off
0: Been a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks, Thanks for tuning us in. in. Well, well, I'm going, going to hell. To hell.